You're listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Behind the Mask. Behind the Mask, uh, back again, back from my last time. What are you pointing at? I'm just pointing at Jacob, because why? why not? It, we, we always do this when you're doing your monologue. We point at each other just to know like the general order of like once you throw it over to one of us, who's talking second, third, fourth. Oh, yeah. So much it's, stuff. It's always, we've, we've, yeah. done this, we've done this the we whole keep, time. We keep it organized here and behind yeah. the mask. Well, yeah, because you're always talking, and then they'll look at each other, and I'm like, I'm, all, I'm going forth. Like, <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I'm glad you guys communicate, because after this episode, uh, this podcast, and this entire beat will be in your hands. That is, uh, so yeah, anyone who is sad to see me go, thank you. If anyone's who ha- anyone who's happy to see me go, you're getting your wish. Uh, but regardless, we're going to go out with a bang. We're going to have a fun episode today. Uh, very minimal Michigan State stuff today. We're going to do a lot of tournament, a lot of NHL, a lot of Big Ten in general. Uh, but first, how's everyone feeling? I'm doing good. Uh, it's a, it's kind of sad being the last episode of the season, last episode with Hattie and all. But uh, all in all, I think it'll be a fun episode. I'm excited. I'm feeling good too. My last drive, hopefully from Farmington Hills here to East Lansing. Hopefully, I'll be on campus next year for the actual coverage of this beautiful hockey team we have here at MSU. But um, I'm feeling good. It's a nice day out. It's a little bit colder than it was. It was nice, like 70s last week. Now it's a little bit in the 50s. I had to bundle up, bring a sweatshirt. But hey, let's get the show on the road and uh, let's talk some hockey. Yeah, I mean Kyle's probably happy he doesn't have to see my like laptop skin anymore it's just, terrifying yeah i'm sorry uh, somebody will have to see it next year depending on the way we do the layout but no just not in a reminiscing mood ready to get this going and you know just happy last episode for you and after this i know we all we've all got finals and stuff like that but hopefully you know after that's all said and done we'll get together one last time and just do whatever we need to do and just chill out have some fun Drink some water and watch some hockey games. Water. <laughs> uh, Hydration is key. Hydration yes. is mm-hmm. key. Hydrate or dihydrate. I am excited to go to Hopcat. We are going to Hopcat as a, as a group after this, and I'm, I've am i been looking forward to that ever Woo-hoo. since we said it. Oh, yeah. But first, we do need to talk hockey because I do have an obligation to finish out strong. Uh, so first, we'll just go kind of we'll, – we'll do this quickly. Uh, so Michigan State updates since the last time we recorded. Uh, Brody Stevens and Tommy Miller are in the transfer portal. Uh, so they're pursuing their extra year, year of eligibility, but it will not be in East Lansing. So notable there. Uh, Dennis Azana, who kissed the Spartan head after the uh, regular season finale, is coming back as well. Uh, and so is Mitchell Lewandowski. So both of them are using their extra year of eligibility to come back. Uh, which now means that uh, Cole said there's a maximum of three players coming back. Lewandowski's one, so this leaves a maximum of two. I'm still going to stick to APAP and Estevez. I don't know how everyone else is feeling. I don't know if you're narrowing it down to one now. But regardless, Cezanne and Lewandowski coming back, Stevens and Miller are not. And speaking of the transfer portal, there is some, there is some serious names in this transfer portal. Uh, it's kind of hard to find, so thankfully I had a spreadsheet to get into it. Uh, but notable names are Notre Dame starting goalie, Don't St. Cyr, uh, Matt Steves, uh, brother of Alex Steves, who led Notre Dame in goals, Colin Thiessen, who I honestly didn't expect him to be in there, Jack Becker from Michigan, Brandon McManus from Minnesota. Same with Jared Moe. Moe is less shocking than McManus, but wow, I didn't expect McManus to be in there. Uh, Matt, Jennings from Ohio, Matt Jennings from Ohio State, and then Stam Sternshine from Penn State. That's it for the Big Ten. Uh, notable non-conference ones I looked at, Evan DeBrower, Arizona State starting goalie, 
And then Max Johnson, uh, Bowling Green forward, who had 48 goals in 143 games. So, well, actually, I, I have a fun mailbag question we'll get to in a little bit um, regarding the transfer portal. But first, we do need to look at the tournament. Our Frozen Four is set. The Big Ten did not fare well, uh, frankly, because half of them didn't get to play. Uh, Notre Dame and Michigan both forfeited due, due to COVID reasons. They just ruled no contest. And, um, and then, who they play? Uh, Boston College and Minnesota Duluth both moved on. Uh, Wisconsin lost to Bemidji in the first round. Yeah, the fourth seed. Wow. Yeah. that. Did you guys watch that game? I did not. I saw highlights. I saw a little bit of it, but... Bemidji just had a game plan. They enforced it, and they won. Like they they were prepared for it, and they won. It was it was an upset. Big, Coffin, yeah, Coffin went not swinging. Yeah, he he did. He had what two goals in two that? Two goals. Yeah. The problem I think was they didn't start the right goaltender. Ooh. I think because ba- Baydoon was in. Yes, he was. And I think Rowe had the hotter hand going in. Not gonna lie, Cameron Rowe. He looked like a better goaltender. Um, halfway through the year for Wisconsin than Baydoon, but you know, I guess you go with Baydoon, see how it did. But they were down pretty big, pretty early. Yeah, they got they a huge in, hole. Yeah, that's how you beat a fast-paced team like Wisconsin. You just gain control early. Especially the same thing happened to Minnesota. You should apply for that job. Apply for the Wisconsin job. I'm sure you know. No competition there. <laughs> Not like Big Ten Coach of the Year. That was a terrible joke. I take it back. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was wondering where that was, was going. <laughs> that was I'm going just, nowhere. I, yeah. All right. And then uh, other uh, Minnesota lo- loses to Minnesota State uh, in the what, Elite Eight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Elite eight. Sure. Quarterfinals. Elite Eight. Followed that. Yeah. Uh, they lost four nothing, including a bar down empty net goal, which oh, was beautiful was... from center ice. That was just nice. Um, McKay outdueled uh, La, uh, Lafontaine. And I feel like that should matter in Richter voting when you're voting for the goaltender of the year. I, I, I get Spencer Knight's probably going to win it. But I don't think you can give it to uh, uh, LaFontaine over McKay now, since McKay won head to head with a shutout. You have the asterisk now, so it's like, yeah. Does tournament supposed is, is tournament play supposed to like count in voting for uh for the rector? Yeah, I okay. I, think so. I was I was curious because I know like in like other sports when you're voting the MVP and stuff, it's supposed to only be a regular season award. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if this what rules applied here. Just because you know when the NFL does through uh 100, they do it at the All Star break. So like, that's why it's a lot of times it's inaccurate. You Just thought that was Bowl? interesting. No, no, the like they're like the NFL top 100 they do every year. That's done during like yeah the Pro Bowl. That's what I mean. That's what yeah. But no, they, they do it. They do it mid season. I know they do it some time where like it's like not end of the year, so it's inaccurate, which I just thought was weird. Yeah, kind of relevant. Oh no. But now our Frozen Four is set: Minnesota State uh, versus St. Cloud and Duluth versus UMass. Uh, we doubted Duluth. Uh, I know Ryan that put off the point that they've made three straight title games, and we just doubted them, and they were probably going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't. I hope they do. Uh, be- what, we might as well just jump into it now for the mailbag. Uh, so the pickums, uh, we we have two. Well, we have three possible outcomes now with the frozen four with our pickums. Uh, the winner will be either Cam or myself. Uh, there are there's one situation out of four where Cam wins the pickums. Uh, if UMass wins, Cam does win the pickums. But if any of the Minnesota teams win, I win the pickums. Uh, if Minnesota State wins, I just win my more. Yeah, which would be nice. Since you know, I did call that a month ago. Just not, just no. not having a good time. Here. Yeah, can we can it's we just, just also say that uh, Jacob was the first one eliminated from title contention? Jacob wanted a draft pick. 
I, I <laughs> <laughs> Jacob started. He said, "You know what? I'm gonna tank. I'm gonna might as well tank the best way I tank can." Tank in the pickums. I'm just tanking. I'm, I'm going. For, I'm re- in rebuilding mode. I'm, I'm competing with Buffalo. The, the, real, <laughs> the real question is: Is like, did anybody stay up to watch that North Dakota game? No, no. North Dakota, Minnesota. The five Duluth. overtime. I saw I it going tired. overtime, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, North it, Dakota said, "Hey Duluth, you didn't play your first game. <laughs> well, now you're gonna play two in the span of one." It ended at 1.42 a.m. I saw that, yeah. though. Shout out to all the fans that stayed there for that game. That, they, they had two wow. empty net goals. North Dakota came back from 3-1 down. Yep. Two empty net goals in the final 2.30. Mm-hmm. They scored one at, like, 2.21 and then one with, like, 45 left. And then it's it was, what, the longest? Yeah, the longest NCAA tournament game yep. ever at 150-something minutes. And then it was the second longest postseason game of all time. It was a doozy. I don't know if I mentioned this, but my 21st birthday was actually the day that Tampa and Columbus had their five overtime game. Seven. Was, oh, so seven seven yeah. overtime. Not five. Was seven. Seven. Was seven. That was seven overtime. Was, was that seven. the one with uh, like Corpusalo making like 80, 80 saves? Yeah. 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 Pretty sure 85 saves for the NHL yeah. record. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it was a playoff record. I don't think it was a, a, playoff a, a game record. record. Yes, that, that does that matter. That was so funny. That was like watching a beer league game, at, like, the fifth, <laughs> like the fifth and sixth overtimes because it's like you're just trying, like you see them skating and you're like, they're maybe going like 60. 70 like 60 to 70 percent of where they could mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah that's usually got like a beer league game looks that's how i spent my 21st birthday just sitting downtown detroit just <laughs> watching honestly i was so I, I was enjoying it so much that i actually was sad when, when the goal was scored because i wanted to see how long it could go once you <laughs> get to like the second overtime you go like well i can't stop now like there's no way you could stop watching i've mm-hmm. been invested in this game for how many five periods it's f- almost four hours at this point I don't think you I just, can stop. You have to. <laughs> you just got to like, ride the it, wave. Uh, it's sports. <laughs> the goalie in me was just really excited. I, I just didn't want the game to end because I kept wanting to see uh, Corpusalo's just shot save total go up. Oh, yeah. I just wanted, yep, all same. I wanted was that to keep going. Just I wanted to get to 100. Triple digits. Yep. So Wanted close. it so bad. Well, I'm point, not even a CBJ fan. <laughs> at that point, like the Lightning were out shooting them by, like what, 30 shots on goal? Yeah. It was bad because yeah. Columbus couldn't even get out into Anza Vasilevsky's side of the ice. That was fun. I wish I, I, I wish I could relive that day. That would be fun. Um, we should just get rid of the mail back too. But no, wait. <laughs> I, I'm oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. So our Frozen Forest set: Minnesota State, Saint Cloud, Duluth, and UMass. Uh, so right now, if you had to pick one of the four remaining teams, won't count the pickums. This is just for your own personal satisfaction. I'm gonna stick with Minnesota State. What about everyone else? I'll go with Duluth, just because. Hey, I picked Minnesota with the field or the field of Minnesota winning. So Duluth, like you said earlier, three finals in a row, they're going to make it a fourth and possibly win it all. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, For me, I think most likely is probably going to be Minnesota State just because of the fact that they, you know, they beat Minnesota, who I who was like one of the other big favorites going into it. Uh, I mean, if I'm correct, they beat them 4-0. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just complete, you know, that's that's a that's a domination type game. That's a domination type score. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just seems like they thoroughly outplay them in every regard. So I would have to go with probably Minnesota State. I would think would be the most likely to take take home the title. I like that. I hope you're right. I mean, oh yeah, because Pickums, you got. And I looked State. right at you. Yeah, I can I just know. be. I can just be honest at this point because I don't have to worry about you know the field or anything. I I mean, UMass could, but they could. You know, I don't. Th- UMass been looking good. So UMass looks good, but they haven't pl- technically really played anybody yet. 
Um, they played Lake Superior. Sorry, they they were gone, blown out of the water halfway through the second period. I think it was three nothing at the My er, story. It was three one at that point. Um, and then they played Bemidji. They were supposed to play Wisconsin. They still blank Bemidji. So I mean, good for them. But if any team's looking like really dangerous, St. Cloud. Yes. They they beat two hockey East teams and they beat the number two overall seed in, in Boston College and they beat them four one. It was overrated. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean. Fun factoid for you. You know the last team that beat both Bostons and went on to win the championship? Michigan State. 2007. Good job, Hattie. Thank you. <laughs> but, I mean, for being a betting man in the Pickums, I really want UMass to win. I would love the Minutemen to do that. That'd be great. But St. Cloud looks very dangerous. So, imagine if it's Minnesota State UMass in the final. That would, that be, would be interesting. That'd be good. For what the day is that? That's that's possible. That be, that's uh, April tenth. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't think I can. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can watch it. I got a research cool. paper due. No, that that can wait. Get that boy done. <laughs> yeah, work out. Well, wait, it's April tenth. What is that? Next Monday. Uh, beats me. me. I'm not gonna. Let look. me look. <laughs> I'm not gonna look. <laughs> Go no, that's to calcul- or that's Saturday. Calendar. It's my papers through the. Sa- that might. I might be. Might be good. Might be good. Yeah, the 16th is when it's due. I'm trying to get it done within a week and a half from now, and I've just started doing the research. April so 10th, it's going to be a calendar. very trash paper, but it gives me a week to work on it. Yeah, Saturday night might be able to if it's UMass and Minn State. Interesting. That would be that would be a great way to ride off into the sunset. I don't want I don't want my last like remaining memory in this podcast to be I had like three out of four chance to win the Pickums and didn't. Seventy five percent. Hey, I got to give myself some shout out though. I could probably finish most most probably going to finish second place coming yes. from last most of the season. So last place to first place wasn't an option. Couldn't pull a St. Louis there, but you know, a comfortable second if everything goes right and then Camp could also steal the show with first yeah. though. I was dead in the water 2 3 weeks ago. And then you did I, you had you had you had to have a big week. And I did. You that did was great. The double downs are what killed me. I just like mm-hmm. it. The blues I, is what killed you. I would. Well, no. What? Well, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. No. Like the big yeah. thing. The big thing that took me out of the tournament, or that took me out of the running here. I I went all in on both the Big Ten tournament for Wisconsin to win, and all in on the the NCAA tournament for um North Dakota for North Dakota to win it all. Bold. Both very bold. I ended up losing both of them. Uh, and those were, yeah, those are big gambles, but they did not pay off. So we're, we struck out. I it mean, is. We that's struck that's out. That's what but it we, is. I doubled down on Minnesota to win it all, and they almost got bounced first round. They did. True. So by none other than the Spartans. I went. I struck out, but I struck Sad. out swinging. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, you went down, and you know what? I finished last last year, and look at I look at me this year. It is possible for anyone to go go worst to first. Boom. And speaking of worst to first, we have a, we have a couple of Michigan State hockey questions in our mailbag. How about that transition? Perfect. You like that? Clap, you like clap, that? Flawless. Clap, clap. Pretty good. Flawless segue. Thank you. You didn't forget about me this time. I didn't. I'm trying to do it. I know. I got. See, I got better. We, we, I mean, we've been doing this for five months now. Hope we're doing better. Jeez, it's been that. It's long. been five months. I think we started think so. like early November. We yeah. did. Oh my. Wow. Yeah. The, the very first episode recording on Zoom from my bedroom. Oh yeah. my. With yeah. a very bad Wi-Fi connection and uh, me really not knowing what oh, I was doing. In person, so much better. Oh, I love this so much more. Yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to any of the episodes from the Dark Ages. 
Yeah, from what <laughs> I will assume. I will, I will occasionally go back and listen to some of the episodes we record in person, but I refuse to listen to the Zoom ones. Oh my god! I, I was... listened to like I listened to the one like two minutes of it, and I was like, no, I can't do this. I, my own voice. I've listened to like the last like four maybe, and then last week's with the Hitchcock Babcock thing that was hilarious. <laughs> just, <laughs> I on rerun, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I did. Like it's just up. Like like so obviously no one cares. It's just up. Yeah, listen with five minutes and thirty seconds remaining. You'll hear the, you'll <laughs> you know hear the, the, uh, the uh, yes water through a Mexican tourist metaphor into the yeah. yeah. So if you want to hear Ryan play with the FCC's rules and dance around him, just go listen to the last episode. <laughs> Scrub till five minutes thirty left. I am happy that uh, we're getting to like put like a nice little blow, like, nice little bow on the season because last season. Uh, Johnny, uh, Ryan, and I came on here, and we basically said, uh, "Yeah, so there's no tournament; it's suspended. We don't know when it's coming back." Like we just, we just, like we basically went not knowing what would happen, yeah. and just went about assuming that we're just gonna come back and record. We never did, yeah. but we're here now. Uh, oh yeah, mailbag. Forgot mailbag. Uh, we have a lot of questions, so if you submitted a question, thank you. I mean, two of these are from us here, <laughs> and I did have to actually ask like someone else for theirs. Well, it's Sam, and I wanted him. He actually gave us a couple good ones. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So let's just get right into it. All right, uh, Jake, we'll start off with you. Uh, my dad actually uh, submitted a question. He asks, "What is the state of Minnesota doing that the state of Michigan isn't to have successful teams on the tournament, uh, considering the USNT NTDP is in Plymouth?" Yeah, I think really you have to kind of take that NTDP part out of it. Uh, and what I would think of here is you compare it more to uh, you know like other compared to other big college sports. For example, if you look at the MSU football roster or or Michigan or any other big state school, how many of those players on that roster come from within that state? Just most of them. So, And I think that's that's kind of your, your key there. It, it's all about recruiting your in-state players and your your homegrown talent, so to speak. And I think that's just more, that there's more of like a hockey culture. It's just like, it's more of the part of like just who, we, who people are. It's like more in their DNA in Minnesota than it is in Michigan. And more so in Michigan than it is in like St. Louis, for example. There's there are the talent that comes out of St. Louis, but like there's a reason, for example, that like the University of Missouri or like St. Louis University don't have D one hockey teams. And so it's just like it, it's more of just an issue of like, yeah, just having to kind of develop that culture more in the state of Michigan for hockey. Uh you know, with more with more youth teams, more like competitive youth AAA teams, more like better high school programs or whatever else. It just yeah, just trying to develop, you know, it starts from the ground up, I would say. Basically, yeah. Like, it, it's like, I think you're right. Minnesota's to hockey, like Indiana's to basketball, or Texas is to football. Exactly. Just that simple. I like that answer. All right, uh, next up, uh, our old furious leader, Joe Dandron, who has since left us for snooze, but we still love him. All right, so, Cam, what is the outlook for next year's returning rosters slash players and any updates on the new initi- new edition that was unnamed? Sorry, Joe, still no update on the unnamed transfer. Uh but now the mind wanders now that we've seen some of the big names in there. But Cam? Yeah, so taking a look at next year's, you know, roster returning players, just talking about, you know, the two that did leave, um, the, what, we had like seven, eight seniors that were uh, leaving. Uh, Cole said around one or two would be staying anywhere between zero to three. Well, we know at least that number is one. With Lewandowski coming back, he'll be looking to increase his point total from 101 that he eclipsed late in the season. I'm pretty sure it's 101. Um, so 
Um, I had texted in the group chat after both Stevens and Miller entered the portal on the same day, and I started like almost saying we're abandoning the. It's time to just get on the lifeboats and abandon ship because I thought that day could have gotten a lot worse. I think it was Monday that everybody was entering the portal. I believe so. So. Uh, those who could come back, APAP, Estevez, Cameron Smith, no word on them yet. Um, I thought Lewandowski was gone. Uh, Combs got signed by the Wichita Thunder. Good for him. And Stevens and Miller are out, um, which kind of sucks. Tommy Miller, good leader on the defensive side. Um, shot blocking, that's the biggest problem. Oh, my goodness. That's going, to shot be, blocker. that's going to be the worst part the Spartans are going to have to fill. But good news is... They did have three de- freshman defensemen this year. Um, they will be returning for next year. I think it's Dybus, Gallagher, and Neenhaus. So good for them. Actually, I think it's Connor, Gallagher, and Neenhaus, not Dybus. Dybus is a forward, I believe. Um, actually, no, they're both. He's no, a defenseman. Dibus, yeah, I, ju- I just yep. looked. Um, so they got a lot of young um, defensemen. Um with Miller gone, everybody else, there's, I think, five upperclassmen, um, four underclassmen. On the forward side, um, nothing really is going to change. Um, you're just going to get a couple of names back, I would assume. And, you know, Matson making his return from the lower body injury. Um, Combs is not going to be in. I assume, and I know what happens when you assume, I assume that the player that will be coming over in the transfer portal is a um, skater of some sort, but I would assume he would be a forward. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. A nice bottom six or second line forward. And if you do look at the transfer portal and who's in there, there are some very good names. And Matt Steves would probably be one of those players I would like to have. Yes, that, that Just I, think, because, I think Steve fits in well. Uh, Decent-sized forward that plays for Notre Dame. Um, surprised that he's leaving his brother, but... Tis what it is. You you're gonna need somebody who's got goal scoring and who's got grit, and there was not a lot of that on this year's team. So you're gonna want a lot of people that get into the front of the net. Combs was like that. He's gone. Jagger Joshua is now a junior. He's your other person that goes to the front of the net. Um, outlook for next year, pretty much same thing. You're gonna get this year, just a lot more tape and a lot more, you know, honed in on the responsibilities, especially on the freshman side. You're going to look for Pap to probably work his way up to a second-line um, center. Don't think he'll be first-line center. I think they're still going to give that to Nodler, um, along with Louie on that on one of the sides, and then probably Mueller on the other. Um, and just going from there, um, you're going to see a lot more, I would, see, I would say, you know, responsibilities on the freshman defenseman, now sophomore defenseman next year, especially Neenhouse. On that top pair, he'll have a lot more. They may try to split up Sasana and Neenhouse, and that means you'll have two good skating for or good skating defensemen that have offensive capabilities. Yeah, and then the, the, the like the, uh, the goalies in front of them are going to be solid enough, so they could start getting production out of everything. Then this team's in good shape, which leads me to my next question. Uh, Jason Ruff asks, with the additions coming this year and returning players, does Michigan State get a winning record next season? I want to rapid fire everyone. Give me a yes or no and why. Just one quick sentence. I'll go with no just because this team needs to step up a lot for it to happen. All their forwards, all their defenders, just a big step up, and I'm not sure if that could happen in a year. So I'm going to say no, but it'll be close. I think it's too early to tell. 
But uh, if I had to choose one, I would go no. But I think the the key lies in uh, the transfer portal because that we are the big issue we know is offense, um, and I think they need to have like some like older, the senior, junior, grad transfer something, um, that you know can actually put the puck in the net and like at least be kind of like a somewhat of like almost a mentor for the for the younger guys that are coming in. Uh, for the freshman, so I, th- I think that's probably going to be one of the big keys, uh, but I don't know how likely that is. I don't know what they're going to get, so I think it's too early to say, but if I had to pick one or the other, I'm leaning no. Okay. Yes, one game over 500. It'll suck at the beginning. It'll be growing pains, but I think um, midseason they'll turn it around. They'll, f- they'll figure out what works for them, and especially like you lose shot blocking, but you do have two goaltenders that are going to stand on their head, and you know that. So... Get a couple back checking forwards, figure out the freshmen, and I was trying to mess with my phone. That's a point going. <laughs> Ooh. No, it's not. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't really matter right now, but you know, bring the freshmen in, get them on the bottom couple of lines, put them with a couple of older people, get Pap to get onto the score sheet a little bit more, and get the get Haskins as well going a little bit early on in the season. You'll be set. You heard sentence and said paragraph. I can Ooh. fit that into one sentence. No, what kind of run-on sentence are you doing? <laughs> There's a lot comma, of commas. Comma, comma. You, you are not. Joanna's not gonna like you. Joe likes me right now, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's a good building block. L.A. liked me. L.A. likes everyone. That's not true. No, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, there's some people she just doesn't like. Yeah. Thankfully, I'm not one of them. I hope. I hope not either. <laughs> yeah. I did have. Yeah, she did. Pick my name out of the hat to go to the Ohio State game. So I do miss that big candy bag. Oh my gosh, candy bag! Sorry, we're talking about Hockey. teachers in yes. MSU right, right now. You're we, right. Yeah. We gotta bring it back. We gotta bring it back. Uh, it. You're right. We'll bring it back to a question from my own mother. Uh, she wanted well, wanted to ask me this, and this is kind of my last time reflecting on my time covering Spartan hockey. Uh, my favorite mo- moment covering Michigan State hockey. This one I went back and forth on. It's because it's hard. Uh, I would have said the like seven to six Ohio State game if I was covering at the time, but I wasn't. I was at the game as a fan, not covering. Uh, but if I had to pick one, it's uh, it's sometime last season. If I had to pick one from this season, it's probably the Lewandowski like tying goal that just no one registered. The that, that ASU was, game. That was fun. Yep. That was, that was just cool. weird to be like that moment alone makes that game. But if I had to pick one in general, probably late last January when you had a ranked Penn State and ranked Michigan State, a uh, sellout standing room. That was that was just electric. That was fun. They they stuck me in the third row of the press box, but I, I'll forget about that. Uh, that at least you were in the press box. Cause yes, yeah. us three. We haven't even touched the press box oh, yet. See. No, so I touched I touched it last year. year for like for like oh a game you did not yeah nice. I've been up there like a couple times, but other than that no. Good for you. Ooh, Jacob's got to step we, on you. We I do step up on you. Yeah. If I had to pick one besides that, probably the comeback win against Michigan and Ann Arbor last season. Like, it, Michigan was up 3-1 to one late in the second. Michigan State came back and won 4-3. Yeah, that, last year was year of the comebacks. That was, mm-hmm. that was always fun. And I finally heard those stupid jingling keys in the, in the, in the children of Yost stop. Like, they just, like, stopped after that fourth goal, and it was just, it was music to my ears, like, not hearing them. <laughs> oh, they were ringing, like, how key play yeah. for football? They're, okay, yeah. But it didn't stop. Like, it was a cowbell. They just, like, kept banging them. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, so when, when, you guys, when you guys go to Yost next year, please tell me, please just show me, because they don't, they, they treat, basically they treat Impact like poo. I'm just oh, not going to sugarcoat it. Geez. They don't like us. Like, I got kicked out of my seat twice when I went. Wow. By Michigan students who just seemed arrogant. 
That's some tea dropped right on the Behind the Mask yeah. podcast. It's really just not, in general, it just has not been a good like year in general to be a Wolverine. No, it's not. Especially yeah. after last night. Yeah. Ooh, um, March one, Madness dropped one of my the roommates, UCLA. Two of my roommates are Michigan fans. Of course, one of them doesn't really like follow sports, and I'm just like, dude, just shut up. But yeah. the one that I did, I looked at him afterwards, and I'm like, not going to lie, why didn't he drive that? Don't, why did he go for the shot? Like, yeah. there's no, you have him backtracking. Go to the go to the rim, and the worst thing you can get is it gets blocked and goes out of bounds. You save three. You have two seconds left. I don't know why he went for the Basketball shot. Basketball analysis on behind the mask. Love it. All right, so yeah, my final answer, I'm going to stick with the Penn State sellout game. That was just fun. Uh, and it gave me, like, a taste of what's to come when this program gets back to where we know it could be. All right, uh, we have two from Sam Squire, who's state news hockey writer, and they're just both great questions. Uh, first one, this is just a fun one I want everyone to answer. Fast forward to April 2023. A Michigan State player just won the Hobie, Hobie Baker. Who do you think it is and why? Give me the uh, the recent commit, Eric Middendorf, the, oh. the guy that yeah, the oh. guy that I've been covering. You took it. He's third in scoring in the USHL right now, 57 points in 43 games. I see nobody on this roster currently eclipsing any Hobie Baker nominations, so give me Eric Middendorf. I am going to take a senior, Josh Nowder. Wait, wait, would he be? Whoa. Would he he'd would be a senior. He'd be, he'd be a senior at that point? Okay. I was, this I, is two years down the road. I was going to say Nowder. Oh, he is a sophomore right now. He's a yeah. sophomore. Oh, okay. I was going to say Nowder myself because I, th- I think he has the most potential mm-hmm. to actually you know, improve to that, but I don't know. I, I, I thought to myself, oh, he's a year older than me. He wouldn't be. Uh, he'd be. He'd be older. I thought he was, or thought he was older than me. I guess I'm wrong. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Rather, yeah, especially don't with, be down on yourself. Come with on, Charlie Combs getting picked up by Wichita. You said short people. I, I, it was okay. It was a one off. It was a one off comment. It was a one off comment. I'm just trying to. Bear right, Cam, it. Charlie, Charlie, I love Wichita. That's like I say. Go, go ahead, Cam. Oh, this one sucks. I had two. This one you, sucks. You this one's two. great. Nash, Neenos, a defenseman. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think he'll lead the league in block shots, and then he'll also be top defenseman scorer. An offensive defenseman leading in block shots. That's new. That'd be quite the feat. That, if, if, honestly, yes. He's such I a smooth love, skater. Yes. I can just see him. He's like, a mini Cezana, but I feel I like he has him. a higher higher ceiling. Is that? Do you think the same? or? You didn't like that? You didn't like that? It is possible. I'm just saying, defensemen do also have won three of the last four Hobie Bakers. Just saying. Wow. Look at that stat. That's a stat. Wow. That's a stat. Bro, if if he actually wins it and I called it from here, I'm going to be like... You, you deserve credit. Meta. You deserve credit. I'm just saying. That was a good last, one. The last, four, the last four Poby Baker winners. Blues prospect Scott Perunovich. Oh before, that Kel- <laughs> uh, before that, Kale McCarr. And uh, Adam Goodette is the uh, is the lone center. At Godette, sorry. Uh, and then Will Butcher the year before. Oh, yeah. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr turned out okay. He did. Okay. Ooh, sheesh. It's okay. A lot of players peak in college before they terrorize my NHL, my NHL team for 10 years. Looking at you, Abdelkader. <laughs> I'll, I'll forever be thankful for that Michigan State goal, but once he got the Red Wings, like after like after that 08 season, like he just he could have gone away, and I wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, I like I like Abby. Abby's Abby's a good team guy. I I liked him at and the Red Wings. Yeah, that's what you say for players who suck. Your no, I, I liked him. Oh, he doesn't listen. <laughs> Who's yours? Mine. Yeah. Uh, for my Hobie, one of the Hobie Baker. Yeah, I said Nadler. Oh, you did. See, yeah. Nadler. Solid, because if he because think about it, like 
He's taken exponential jumps from freshman to like sophomore. That's just one year, but if he continues exponentially and getting better, he'll, he'll be in that. He'll be in that conversation. Our senior year should be stacked. Yeah, I'll be old then. Let's hope so. <laughs> well, I'll be old then. I'll, oh my god, I'll be twenty-two. Yeah, I'm almost twenty-two. I turned twenty on Saturday. Oh, Gosh. you're young. We're some, we're, some, we're some old guys. I'm young. Jeez. Yeah. All right, I'll throw it over when you we're, guys. We're all, all right. talking about a one-year difference. Oh, we're old. <laughs> Jacob's young. That works. <laughs> Typical millennials. All right, Ryan. Or Gen Z, whatever. Yeah, Gen Z. There. Is my question? Yes, I'm calling on you for okay. a goal question. What, uh, Sam also asked, what do you think the goaltending situation will, will look like next year? 50-50 split, question mark? So, Sam, shout out to this question because I actually was going to add this question in, so I appreciate it. But it's going to look – I remember saying like one of the first episodes – this year on Behind the Mask, I love goalie competition. You want a goalie to push your starting goalie to always make sure he's on his toes and he's going to show up for every single game. I see a 50-50 split, but more like the other seasons, how Letheman stepped up, took it from DeRitter, and DeRitter this year stepped up. Originally, I know we didn't see Charleston at all, but I want to see, I'm going to see or I'm going to expect a 50-50 split, but once one person catches fire, Cole's going to go to them. So 50-50 split for the first 3-4 series, but if one goalie emerges, then Cole's going to go to that guy. So goalie competition, got to love it, and we're going to see some next year for sure. Okay, but here's a follow-up question. If you're doing the 50-50 split, if you're Cole, who's getting the big games against like your Minnesotas or like the top teams you're going to play that year? Are you Who saying you who's... Who's getting the big games or who's starting who's who's playing starting the first? Who's starting the big games against like your Minnesotas of the world? If you're talking early season, you go to DeRitter because he's proved himself the most. We have a small sample size on Charleston. It's good. It's very, very promising, but early season, big series, you go to DeRitter first because because he's established himself. See, I actually would disagree. I mean, considering we've got that sample size at least. Uh I, I just threw out Minnesota as like just a, a general stand in for like just the top competition you could play. But, like, we already saw Pierce Charleston in that exact role against Minnesota, and he, frankly, almost stole that game. He was the entire reason that game went to overtime. That is true. Yeah. So, honestly, if I were Coach Cole, I would go with Charleston. Can't go wrong with either. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, You can't. It'd be good. That's a great thing. It is. They will have non-conference to figure that out. They will. Which is also better. And get to play the U.S. kiddies. Yeah. They won't be playing Arizona State, I can tell you that. Is that for sure? Interesting. Should we keep on the that was whenever... uh, Johnny Walker did come back? Is coming back? That is notable. Ooh, he's coming back for like what seems like his sixth year. <laughs> yeah, because that was that one press conference or the one Cole conference that I went to. Yeah. They, were, they were asking about Arizona State, and he, they were like, "Yeah, we don't have them scheduled for next year." Ooh, interesting. Which... Interesting. Breaking news. Love it. All right. From... I, actually, I just thought for these, next, for these next questions, should we just like keep on answer the college ones first before we move on to the NHL ones? Because I know they're kind of out of order. Uh, wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. All right, so we'll we'll skip to Eric Bach's question. Um, so what will it take next year for you guys to consider the season a success? That's a good question. Thank you, Eric. Um, I can go if you guys need to. Think. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I would say I just make a noticeable jump in the offensive end of the ice. Uh, and no, no more games like the like some like the ones where we've seen where like they just come out and got like got down by like four in the first period. Like no games, you just come out flat and you just leave a goalie out to dry. 
Yeah, so if, if like you're like if you're middle of the pack to top half uh in in the country in offense and you just like you come out to play every game, success. Yeah. Because you're, you're building. Because next year's roster is not a title contender. But no, like no. the years after could be if you if you build on yourself. They're mid pack. I'll just bounce right off that. I think MSU had it definitely had uh under two goals per game. I don't know the exact set, and I'd rather not pull it up right now. But jump jump to like Maybe 2.5, 2.75 goals per game, maybe even three. I know that's 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 harder to get, but I would love to see an average increase in goals per game. I would just like to think like a success for them would just be like a middle of the road offense next year, because they're already solid on the defensive end. They don't really have to worry about it. There's no like serious holes or anything you have to worry about. But yeah, just a middle of the road offense. You're not gonna win. They they put up what they did. They still won seven games and had a five percent power player. I think they might have gone up to six by the end of the year. But like an absolutely abysmal power play. Uh, and like we've already talked, like yeah, less than two goals a game. I think if they can just get to like a middle of the road offense, they're gonna win a lot. Of, I think they're actually win quite a few games, more, quite a lot more. I do want to add one more thing. Uh, they finished uh, under cold. They finished seventh, seventh, sixth, and seventh now. So I think I think you got to finish fifth or above. That's, I think that's that's fair. a good yeah. And yeah. I th- I think they will if they can play full sixty minute games because I can tell you this they maybe played twenty five percent of their schedule, twenty five percent of the games they played this year they maybe played a full sixty minutes. If mm-hmm. they increase that twofold, literally just to fifty percent, they'll win more games. Because there there were times that they were playing like you're not going to win a game if you don't play a full sixty minute game. Case in point, last night Stars game. Played 40 minutes, screwed up in the third period. You have to compete for 60 minutes. And I'm not just saying, like, take risks. I don't care if you're losing 3-1 to one after the second period. If you're playing well and you're generating chances and you're limiting the opposition to those, you know, goal scorers' goals, maybe a couple of, like, one breakdown and lapse of judgment on defense, that's fine. Just play a full 60 minutes. Because there were multiple times this season where they literally got caught flat-footed and didn't even they didn't even try to chase games. Your next year's Big Ten is gonna yeah. be weaker too. Yeah, like and especially lot, looking mm-hmm. at people in the transfer portal. A lot of you, yeah. Like even then, like even yeah, Matt Steves would also be good, but McManus would also be a heck of a pickup. Mm-hmm. That and would be a great pickup. A lot of those middle teams, Michigan State was in contention with in the middle of the year. They're losing key guys like. Uh, like Notre Dame's losing Alex Steves, and uh, and uh, Notre Dame's losing Saint, uh, so Alex Steves, Matt Steves, Theisen, and Saint Cyr. That's a big loss. The uh, the other thing too is if Michigan State would have beaten Penn State when they were pretty much down and out after the the winter break, Michigan State's sitting in sixth. If they would have won another, if they would have played game two, game one like they played game two against Ohio State, they're sitting fifth. If they would have gotten the points against the teams that they know they could have beaten, we would be talking about a fourth place team in the Big Ten. They're there, yeah, and you know, and that was this year. And Ohio State's losing Napier and Jennings. Uh, Penn State's losing Sternshine and Alex Lamo. Mm-hmm. Like the like you're like a lot of the teams you're competing with are just going to be a lot worse next year. Yeah. Ohio Besides State Michigan. without Napier, like Ohio State had the worst defense in the country this year, and that was with Napier. And Napier's yeah. good. Like, if they didn't have a competent goaltender, like, if you switch Wisconsin or Ohio State's goal, Ohio State probably allows 120 goals this season. Yes. Which was just abysmal. All right. So, yeah. Thank you, Buck. Um, moving on. Do we have any more college questions? Yeah. Ooh, yes. yes. Mine that I asked. 
Where would a team of only transfer portal players finish in the Big Ten? I don't heckin' know for this question, man. I, I give me give me like the bottom of the Big Ten. Looking at this list, sure it's a good list, but you still need you know more no, notable names in the transfer portal. Say like you know Cole Caulfield just hops in here, boom, <laughs> that's that's winning the Big Ten instantly. So I don't know. I uh, it's a shot in the dark for me, but I'm gonna say like bottom of the Big Ten. I mean there are like nine players from Bowling Green, one from Boston College, five from Arizona State. Wait, States. you said nine from Bowling Green? Mm-hmm. That's oh. like nine nine players are transferring. Yes, what and the heck? I'll happened? ask Anchorage just hold. Uh, roster because they, I think they lost. The oh, team. I see. I thought you were talking about only Big Ten transfer. No, portal. no, no, no. Oh. Like this is like this is the transfer portal team. Like oh, this is like shoot. pick, like take your choice. So like an expansion team inside the NCAA. I dude, mm-hmm. they could finish first. Northeastern, oh Northeastern is seven in there. Northern's got a couple. Penn, Notre oh, Dame yeah. is five. Jeez. Princeton, Providence, Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac has like seven. Oh, so, so I would take could... any of the Providence or Quinnipiac players. Because most of the time, you could probably develop half of them. They're probably all juniors. Exactly. You, you're you're picking something here. So, yeah. Northeastern as well. I don't think Northeastern <laughs> played this year. Mm-mm. Same thing with RIT and all of them in that weird conference. I forgot which one it's That's called. Interesting question. The Atlantic. Yeah. Your starting goalies are probably... Not since here. No, no, no. It'd, it'd be, it'd be Moe and... Yeah. DeBrower? It'd, it'd be Jared Moe and Devin DeBrower. Yeah. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's actually very good. The only reason why the Brower looked very bad this year was because Arizona State's defense was non-existent. I mean, yeah, you're starting. You're starting the power play. We'll probably have like a Bowling Green guy, McManus, Becker, Matt Steves, like, Tyson on the back end. Mm-hmm. You you got some stuff there. Yeah, there's a lot of good that's talent. A, that's a, I would honestly say, wait, is where they finish in the Big Ten, right? Yeah, I think they have a very. I think 10. they'd win it. Honestly, I think they could win it. I'd say third. Again, actually, third or actually no, maybe second. I think they lacking the like the sheer star power mm-hmm. to do it, but like second or th- like top to bottom depth wise, this is a solid, solid team. Yeah. Overall pace of play would beat both Ohio State and Michigan State, so that's guaranteed five. Star power ability and scoring ability, as we've seen with McManus and the way that a lot of these guys that are on the transfer portal can score, especially hockey East is a decent scoring league. So you got Providence and then um Atlantic, you got Quinnipiac. You're guaranteed to beat Notre Dame and Penn State. That's a top three team. Mm-hmm. You're not going to beat this year's Wisconsin. You're probably you could fight against Minnesota and then Michigan as a toss up. So I would probably say at least fourth. But given the way that Minnesota played near the end of the year, you could steal a couple of games against them. Take three. All right. That is a good note to end our college hockey discussion for the year on. Now we switch over to the Ooh. NHL. Because this is the fun stuff. I have not made a blues joke yet. We're like 40 minutes in. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> it is coming. Oh, no. Well, but there's no pickums. So, so like, it's not like low-hanging fruit this time. i got to work for we'll it. We'll mention the blues at some point. We'll mention the, the, the blues. blues. Yeah, the blues, like, knocking you out of the pickums for the past two weeks. Uh, it wasn't that. you doubled down. It wasn't that. Uh, it was kind of that. What did we say uh, the ducks were due? Quack, 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 Mr. Stinson, um, I believe, was put in the group chat All right, a couple then. times. Okay. This is my thunder you're stealing. I was like, I don't, I don't know how to respond to this. It's just, yeah, it's just, just, just being attacked. All right, just NHL weird. questions. Let's go. Right, NHL questions. Uh, Matt Bluestein, who is the best enforcer in modern modern NHL history? Bob Probert. Uh, I'm sticking with. Uh, I'm being a homer when I say this, but I'm going to go Ryan Reeves. I'm also going Ryan Reeves just because I haven't watched the most NHL as of late, and I like watching the Golden Knights, and I see Ryan Reeves, and he's big man, does big man stuff, so give me Ryan Reeves. Mine, I, all I say for this is just, look, I, showed, I showed them all this video before the podcast. 
just Google Ryan Reeves' fight against Paul Bissonette. It's, it's just brutality. It's, you know, like literally flips over Bissonette. Uh, he tackled him and grappled him to the ground. He didn't flip him. It was it's one it's my favorite fight. It's my favorite fight There's I think fights. ever in the NHL as a Blues fan. There's better fights, I could tell you that. There are better fights. I mean, it's just one, it's, it's, one per, it's one of my personal <laughs> favorites because I got to watch it live. Didn't Aston Reese yeah, knock out a guy? I don't I think, think so. One, or, I think Tom uh, Wilson knocked him out. No, or it was Asher. I think his last name was Asher. Mm, uh, I don't he played this. for the Penguins. It was 2009. It might have been a. You're grasping the straws here. Yeah, I oh, I, yeah. I've seen I it in totally agree fights. with Cam. I remember this. No, I don't. <laughs> so for me, um, just looking at it, there's a couple modern NHL history. It would have to probably be for me. I like Steve Ott. He was a good enforcer for what he was. Antagonists. I mean, there really wasn't that many like modern enforcers. Like that many of them. You just had a lot of antagonists. So, like, your all-time, like, pests would be, like, Marshan, Sean Avery would probably take the cake. There's a couple of pests. Antoine Roussel is another one. Kachuk. He's a lot to pick from. There are a lot fun of to see him all in a fight. I didn't mention uh, Cam Jansen either. He was one of my favorite other fighters from the Blues. Just... At, they had they had a whole segment on uh, Fox Sports Midwest at the time, where it was just Cam Jansen just beating the heck out of just uh, out of the other players. I call it the Cam Cam, but it was like yeah, it was just it was just Cam Jansen just going to town, just beating the heck out of just whatever other player they were playing. Right. Don't remember that. Yeah. Do you remember Bob Probert and Darren McCarty? I'll just think about the good Red Wings teams because <laughs> you know I watched yesterday and that was just putrid. That was so sad. I gotta ask one question. When's the last time Red Wings had an enforcer? Advocator, do you count that in like 2015 against I, the Lightning? I don't know. I don't really remember that too well. I don't know if I count Advocator as an enforcer, McCarty? but it's been a long yeah. Yeah, McCarty came back probably, out of retirement in like 2012. Probably I'll say McCarty. That. <laughs> That's it's been a long time. I love that Darren McCarty makes a living now, just like being himself. Yeah, just being around like Red Wings and just mm-hmm. being himself. And yeah. like like he's employed by the Red Wings, and basically his entire job is just be loud and be like, "Hey, remember 1997? That was me. <laughs> That's great." <laughs> so that was I, I just I love watching that. All right. Moving on, more NHL, more NHL hypotheticals. Uh, Carter Landis asks, which NHL player would be the best to sing karaoke with? Uh, mine, mine. Easy. Alex o- oh, easy. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say Alex Ovechkin. Same. All right, easy. See? Wait, why is that easy? Am I missing something here? Did you, did, what, yeah. did you pay, were you alive at all the, the summer after they won the cup? I mean, yes. Did you see anything of Alex Ovechkin the, the summer after they won the cup? Did I see him singing karaoke? I cannot recall, he sadly. Was, We're not exactly trying to go for his joy. <laughs> Yes, He was a bundle of joy. He was. I'm saying Alex Ovechkin. I don't think he was sober and he was just having so much fun. Oh. It was Russians, man. Marvelous. I think he was just going, yeah. I don't think he was sober that entire summer. <laughs> oh, Probably no. not. He was on like a three-month bender. I mean, hey, he deserved it, though. He did. He did. All right. Me? Yes, you. Yeah. Give me Tyler Bertuzzi, because that... Man looks like an absolute party animal. I don't know about his voice at all. It's probably probably not the prettiest, but he just looks like an absolute guy I want to party with and have a good time. So I have a picture to show you of him, and it's hilarious. And wait, I can't, I can't describe it on here. Is it him Actually, in the tank top? Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay, we seen the got same it. picture. Yep. Okay, moving on. Cam, how's it going, buddy? Love it. Um, 
I would have like this is a weird one. I would say Ilya Brizgalov. Briz, okay. Just because he's such a personality, and we would probably do like "Ain't No Mountain High Enough." We would do like a like the tag team of that. So I would sing the male parts. He would sing the female. Oh, it'd be yes, so funny. <laughs> it'd be so this? funny. No, I was just thinking. I saw this and I was like, "It's got to be Briz Golov," just because the guy is so funny. Yes, just everything that Briz was. It was just. I think he's like the perfect encapsulation of like. Whenever you know, like whenever I join a team, everyone always expects the goalies to be like weird or mm-hmm. whatever. And they basically everyone expects us to be Briz. And that's like how, yeah, that's like the whole personality for goalies, I think, like in a nutshell, like the quintessential goalie in terms of personality is Ilya Brzgalov. The interview he did where it's like, what did did you do to prepare for the game? Well, I I woke up this morning and I I made sure not to forget my thermos. (laughs) I had a tea with a lot of sugar. I was just like, just a walking quote. There was the one that's like, is it why you mad at only game or something like that? Yeah, why you mad? Why Why you have to get mad at only game? It's only game. You did it justice. I'm proud of you. It's only game. Thank you. All right, moving on. Cam's question, and I, I have one to add after, but Cam asks, uh, greatest hockey movie of all time. I wanted to separate this into years, but. Greatest or my favorite? We could do both. All right, I'm just going to say my favorite's Goon. Solid. Miracle. No, yeah, I say Miracle. Give me, give me Miracle just for the story, because I, I just love good hockey stories. And it's true, yeah. Based on it a true, true story, it makes it, it makes you feel nice true. and patriotic at the end of it too. It really does. I mean, yeah. I mean, Miracle. Now that I think of it, would have to take it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like my top three is like Miracle, D three, and um, Slapshot. The, and, and I Just because Slapshot's iconic. I think this was a question that was proposed also in the uh, in a, like in our group chat at one point. I think Cam asked basically like out of all like the hockey movies that they were all to play in a tournament, who would win? Uh we were talking about no one ever mentioned the the eighty four miracle team. Or eighty, nineteen eighty miracle mm-hmm. team. Sorry, yeah. No one ever mentioned Miracle. No. They they would have they would wipe yeah. everyone else. They would. Yeah. They would beat the Didn't old guys. They would beat the old Charles. We, we never mentioned them. They would beat the Eden Hall Warriors, the Eden Hall Ducks. Yes, they would. Oh yeah. The one I wanted to ask. I want one name. You don't need to get. You don't need to like uh, justify it at all. When I say who is the greatest of all time when it comes to hockey, who do you say? Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky, yeah. Gretz. I don't think that's a question. Crosby. Harden. Because if you think about it, competition. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you also kind of look at you look at a lot of the goals the that Gretzky scored. The butterfly mm-hmm. was not invented until it was like just the nineteen. It was a whole totally okay, different. Okay, but you're talking about goals. Stat for you: If Wayne Gretzky never scored a goal, he would still lead the NHL at all-time points by a wide margin. Holy yeah, I know. Because the goalie stood up straight. Yeah, they did not yeah, use goal, the pads. It was a completely different game back then. If you goalies. if you watch Miracle, that is literally how the goalies played. And just yeah. imagine like them like one point five times slower. That's, I could I could probably score three out of ten on Trudiak. <laughs> I'll stick by that. Yeah, uh, I could probably score three out of ten. That's fair. Trichiask in his prime. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say that. Uh, yeah, I should. Low glove. I should be on the miracle ice team. Yeah, I should. Okay. I should be on the miracle ice Low glove. Here's just one. above the pad. Here's one that. Glove. Here's one that kind of made, or this last <laughs> one kind of made me think of it. I'm gonna throw one in here. Uh, Who is your favorite all-time NHL player that did not play for your favorite team? Alex Ovechkin. Okay. 
McDavid's pushing that too. McDavid's really pushing it. Okay. My my personal pick, Tim Thomas. I know, weird pick, but it's a, he was my he was my favorite goalie to watch. He was just so fun to watch, all uh, growing up. I had him painted on the side of my helmet at one point. You see, I respect that. I I liked both the Rangers and the Stars, so I don't really think I could do this. Yeah, you're, you're you are very far from your mic. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I know. So I like the Rangers and the Stars. So I was gonna say Lundqvist. You can say Lundqvist. They'll say that. Okay. I'll, I'll say Dallas, your favorite team. So Lund- I'll say Lundqvist. Lundqvist was my number two. That's fair. Favorite plays ever. I'm just gonna recency bias this, and this is hard to say as a Red Wings fan, but Colorado is a very interesting team to watch, and Nathan McKinnon, I feel like is changing the game in in a little way, but I feel like he is. So I'm just gonna say McKinnon. He's fun as heck to watch. That's fair. That, that rivalry hasn't ended as relevant in 15 yeah, years. I wish like it comes back, but right now it's it's pretty enjoyable to watch Colorado Avalanche hockey. You can't you can't have a rivalry in your place twice a year. <clears throat> Chicago. Thank you. Yeah. NHL. <laughs> Yeah, the original six is not where it used to be. No, why do you, why do you have Chicago and in, in a conference by their by themselves and the other five in, in the East? It's stupid. I can just like make me Gary Bettman. I'll I'll fix this. <laughs> I would say honestly, just like I don't know. I, I would say move Nashville of all teams. I would think over to the East. Yes, would make more sense. It would, but no, the, the NHL doesn't do things that make sense. True. No, NHL no fun whatsoever. League. No, they moved oh. the team out of Atlanta. Our premier game of the year, the Winter Classic, during the Rose Bowl. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. That was so fun. Oh, imagine only playing in one. Oh, yeah. Imagine not playing in one. No, we did. Oh, what? When? when? The Blackhawks in like 2018, 2017? Was it a Winter Classic? Yeah, was that, was that yeah like- Winter Classic at Bush Stadium. Or Stadium yeah. Was that a Stadium series. series? No, it was Winter Classic. Really? Why yeah. am I not remembering this? You uh, know what? Yeah, I remember what they 20, were. Yeah, the Blues, yeah, the Blues beat the, the Blackhawks. Ba- it was yep. those baby blues. Yeah, ones. it was the first yeah. time they mm-hmm. broke out the baby blue jerseys. Okay. Yep. Okay. I remember that now. The Stars Winter Classic. That was. Oh my. Hope you enjoy your moment in the sun. <laughs> See, there's a blues joke. Sure. What did it come? Like 15 minutes in? Well, something like that. It's okay. All right. Well, that is the end of our mailbag. And now I think we have two just random fun NHL questions before I get to my little soapbox monologue. Uh, so well, I'll go with this one first. So, seven game series, neutralized in the bubble, no fans. This year's Sabres, last year Red Wings. Who wins and why? Give me this year's Sabers. What? Okay, first off, what's their losing streak right now? Is anybody know? 15. I think it's fifteen now. I thought it was like games. seventeen. Is it sixteen? More. Oh, that was seventeen. No, it, it was. It was. Four, it was fourteen. Then they choked to Philly. Philly. Yeah, they lost in overtime. It's mid teens. We'll just say that. Anyways, now, it's or it's up there. Yeah, this team lot. is just absolutely devastated, destroyed. No, it's no the Sabers. It's. It's 18 right now. Oh, yeah. my. It's 18. Yes. Gosh. This head, headline. Why from, did I pick? Okay. I have an explanation to why I picked headline, the Sabres winning this. Headline from NBC Sports. Sabres losing streak at 18 games after squandering 3-0 third period lead to Flyers. Yep. 3-0 third period. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry for you, Buffalo fans. Wow. Yeah. I'm not. Your football wow. team's good. Go away. True. Okay. Yeah. You have at least one the decent sport. The, the whole Detroit has literally no good pro sports right now. It is. All Missouri sports are doing actually fairly well. I would trade the Pistons Except the franchise for a Lions playoff one. <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, see you later, Pistons, because I feel like a lot of other people would say that too. Um, okay, bringing it back here. I'm picking the Sabres just because they have the players. It's just they're so, they're so quote-unquote, down bad right now. They're just <laughs> – I don't know why it's like quote-unquote. They're just uh, – it's – there's no there's no morale, there's no fight. They know the season's just a random whack season, so they've given up. But they've got they've got Eichel, they've got Hall, Ristalinen, Dalene, Sam Reinhardt, like they have a lot of talent. 
give give this team a playoff, just a random playoff series against the Red Wings, and they'll go like, oh, we have something to play for, and they'll actually play and possibly win. So that's why I'm picking the Sabres, but honestly, a really good question. I'll go, but I can make it quick. Uh, I'm going to take the Red Wings because Bernie steals games from teams he has no business stealing from. Yes. It is neutral ice. Uh, Larkin Bertuzzi, Mantle when he tries, uh, Robbie Fabry, and would have and would have been Anthony to see you. And and Hronik, I think, is enough in front of Bernier, where I think if you give him two, three goals, Buffalo's not going to uh, touch you. You know that's like one lineup out of the four that you got to play in hockey games, though? That's like five players and Hronik. Yeah, yeah, but that's but one lineup lines out of four. <laughs> how many lines are you going to play? Uh, just that. They're just not <laughs> five. They're not, five they're not How are they playing a seven-game yeah. series? On the back check, I'll spray water in their mouths. <laughs> uh, I'll play, yeah, I'm taking the Sabres for the exact same reason as Ryan. Just talent-wise, there's there's so many pieces there. They just can't put it together. I think if you give the Sabres a legitimate coach, uh, there's so many other yeah talented pieces. Hall, Eichel, Reinhardt, Ristolainen, Jeff Skinner, whoever you want to go with. These good, talented pieces, they they just cannot put it together. But so I think if you give them a decent coach, uh, and give them a seven seven game series in the bubble, I think they'll pull it out. Uh, on the other hand, for the Red Wings, like if you were to ask like your casual hockey fan to name one player on the Red Wings last year that was not named Dylan Larkin, would they be able to name one? I personally wouldn't. Aside from like I Robin. don't I don't think many fair weather NHL fans would be able no. to. Exactly. Uh, they they might know Mantha. Maybe. Maybe. That's pushing it. Bertuzzi, yeah. Bertuzzi, because it's like greasy. But like at the same time, like you, like those people, it's like, are you, are they going to actually, even the names that they're going to mention, like are they going to help yeah. you win games against against a team with actual like talented pieces against it? Ooh, does anybody want to guess who leads the Red Wings in points per game since like last year, like three three months into the season? Not Don Larkin? Is it Hirona? It is not Larkin. Philip is Zina? it Mantha? No. Zadina? It is Robbie one for one Fabry. <laughs> Robbie oh one God. for one Fabry. Let's go. So um, I think if you would have like before, I kind of looked a little bit um, last week. I would have said Buffalo in six, but I think I'm gonna actually have to go Detroit in six because of the talent factor. Just it's be- talent, dude. It's not producing. Well, just because if you think about it, what is one team that is similar to the Buffalo? Sabres, as of right now, that was a team assembled talent team last year. The Wisconsin Badgers. Okay. They had a lot of talent on that team, but they didn't know how to put it together. It's the same thing right now. You're saying, you know, Skinner, Hall, and um, Darlene, Isolainen, Eichel, Eichel, yeah. Gergensen's, if he still plays for them. I honestly don't know. Like, it's, I think. A decent, you know, with a couple of older people that are on, that were on that Red Wings roster last year, they could steal a couple of games. It's not about who wins more; it's about who loses less. And I think the, as of <laughs> right now, eighteen game losing Red streak. Wings, Red Wings of, did never lost eighteen straight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that would have killed me. I yeah. There's yeah. There, it's but it's they not will. looking good for Buffalo. So yeah. I would take last year's Red Wings. In six, Thank who would you. get the better record? Though? I take them in six. It, like just like if you put them in the same league. So if if um, what am I trying to say here? This is the other thing. Who you gets gotta, who gets home ice? Like who gets nobody? It, uh, uh, bubble. bubble bubble neutralize. Uh, last change home ice. That's why. Last I change. Would, yeah, because if you're the home team, you still get last change. I'll say Red Wings because I want that to happen. What was the? I just saw this now. What was the Red Wings' winning percentage last year? Look this up. Not good. 
I know, but like I'm I'm trying to compare like just straight up winning percentages. Um, uh, I'm looking this sure. up now. Yeah, you do that. Um, actually, I, I, I had a question that came from one of Cam's answers. Well, you look that up. I'll ask it. Who would you rather have based on their college skill, Jack Geico or Cole or Cole Caulfield? Cricket. Cole. Okay. I don't think you can go wrong either answer. No. It's yeah. it's tough because Cole's obviously the one that will capitalize more on the like the college game being, you know, like you mm-hmm. are a smaller size player and you could capitalize against kids your age instead of the NHL big man's game. So for that reason, I'd say Eichel. I, I, so I would probably, I don't know, I, I feel like it might just be recency bias and watching him play actually in person, but I would probably have to go with uh, with Cole Caulfield, honestly. Just that, that scoring talent is lethal. It is. Yeah. Okay, uh, I also got the stats here. Uh, okay. A points percentage I have. On, yeah. I can find yes. Uh, points percentage. The Detroit Red Wings last year finished with a two seven five points percentage. The Buffalo, the Buff. Can you guess the Buffalo Sabers right now have a higher or lower one? Lower. Higher. It's one seven eight. Lower. Uh, higher. They say the Sabers have a higher one than the Wings. I'm gonna say three oh six for the Sabers. Okay. We taking final guesses. I lower. said lower. Okay, lower. Uh, Ryan and Cam are right. The Sabers have a two five zero points percentage right now. Oh gosh. Yeah. We. Oh yeah. Go Red Wings. You know, statistically, <laughs> so go to uh, statistically the worst salary cap team of all time, but apparently yeah. not the worst. Not at the moment. At the moment. Ah, uh, Buffalo. Ah, uh, Buffalo. All right. Um, one more question. Uh, now that I've added like three follow-ups. Uh, next team to win the cup between the three fandoms we have here, so Red Wings, Stars, Blues. I'm gonna say Red Wings. Now, taking my bias out of it, I watched Dodgers rebuild the Juggernaut, and I think he'll do it again. I second that. So I'm honestly saying Red Wings and. The the stars and the blues. I don't, I don't really know their farm system. I don't know that much. But Red Wings, they can only go up from here. And blues and stars, I don't know. Do they plateau? Do they go down? Do they go up? Healthy stars, I, I take over the blues right now. Just franchise to franchise. Yeah, but I, I, I've seen Eiserman do it once before. He yeah. could do it again. So yeah, give me the Red Wings there. He's so good at everything. <laughs> I feel like we're all just going to go just like on, on, we're going to vote on just our own yep. team lines here. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going to go for the Blues. Can you justify um, that with your temper tantrum goalie? <laughs> yes. Bangdon uh, already has a cup. He can do it again. Um, but One hit wonder. even then, on top of it, the Blues are doing all right this year. They're not doing like fantastic. They're what, 16, 13, 6, it says right now. But the big issue is they've been dealing with injuries all year. I think of a healthy team, a healthy Blues team is once again a serious cup contender. Because on top of that, on top of the talent that was there w- during the cup run in 2019, uh, your O'Reilly's, your Tarasenko's, um, and then they've got still got good defensemen. They lost Petrangelo, but now they've got Tory Krug under contract long-term. They've got good talent on the way. Like Colton Pareko has been out all year, pretty much. Um, but yeah, they've got plenty of good talent. Got good guys coming up. Jordan Cairo has been great this year in his first year, like actually getting playing time. Uh, you've got good guys in the farm system right now. Uh, like I mentioned, last year's Hobie Baker winner, Scott Perunovic, uh, is, is in the works right now. Plenty of good players coming up. I think, honestly, healthy team, Blues have a, a very serious shot at making another cup run. Yeah, but that window's closing. Because, you know, Tarasenko or Riley, like, uh, O'Reilly, and, you know, like uh, Pareko. How old is Pareko? 31? No, he's very. He's the he's he's same rookie class Panarin. It was like him, Panarin, McDavid, and all them were the same rookie class. 2010, 2011. It was because the, the first team all rookie, it was like McDavid, uh, Eichel, uh, and Panarin were on the front line. And then someone else, and then Pareko were the defensemen. He looks old as hell. He's. Let me pull it up. Pareko looks old. 
Maybe he's just huge. He is yeah. huge. He's like six six five. I could take him. Um, twenty seven. He's six six. Old. He's six he's six, and he's twenty seven. So, I could take him. Yeah, twenty thirteen. All right, so that window's not closing. I'm wrong about that. All right, I can see it loose. Um, I can see. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you certainly. me. All right. Just because um, of the way that the cap is structured for the stars, I'm gonna say they're gonna they're gonna have to win it within the next four years, mm-hmm. or else they're not gonna win it for a while. Um, their farm system, a lot of defensemen. They have a lot of defensemen trading pieces. Jared Rosberg. Uh, Rosberg, I can name half of them right now. They got Hanley, Harley, Bayreuther, um, Heather, or yeah, Heatherington, Gleason, I said Rosberg, and then you got Fadoon, Hanley, like Pesic that are already in there. The stars, like I read an article that they could trade Lindell, get a couple of decent forward pieces, and still be fine on the defensive end. Most likely, they're gonna lose Hudobin to the expansion draft, or another player they can't protect, <clears throat> Robertson or Kivy Ranta. But I take Kivy Ranta. A healthy Stars team. Robertson is making a case for Calder. Kirill's probably going to get it. Kaprizov is probably going to get it. But Robertson's second in rookie scoring. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's overshadowed. Like I, I it's like, over, it, it's it, overshadowed it is good, by but like, Kirill's. Yeah. You know, he started out strong, but he's had more points in the month of and like since think like late February than Carell has because Carell had that great start. But a healthy Stars team mixed with the way that they can move assets around and the way that they've structured that team, they have a lot of cap. So I think next four years, it's cup or bust, and I think they could do it. If not this year, it's probably going to be next year or the year after. I don't trust you, Dobin, but I would root for you. The only re- like the other reason I say that is because they got the BU like graduate in um, – Ottinger in that with Bishop. That's true. It's a good tandem. That is true. All mm-hmm. right, I'll give you that. I think that's all that we had for this episode. We we just we surpassed the hour mark like six minutes ago. Sorry. For good what? time. Long good pod. time to wrap Long it up. Sorry. It was it was wonderful. So many fun hypotheticals, fun mailbag. Thank you for everyone who submitted a question. And I think this is time <laughs> to wrap it up. I think wow. so. Yep. Wow. Take it away. Take Eddie. it away. This is it. I don't, want, I don't want a monologue. It's just sad. <laughs> no, please do. I want to. Chills. I've already got the chills. Oh, I haven't said anything yet. Yeah, well, how do you already have the chills? What? <laughs> it's just the moment. Uh, well, I believe this is probably my last time in the studio then, because I have no reason to come back after this. Uh, it has been a very, very fun two seasons. Even more after that. Uh, even more before that. Uh, of course, I'll continue to follow. I feel good with the beat in your guys' hands. A uh, lot of thank yous to give out. Uh, anyone who listened, read anything I wrote, uh, wrote, listened to any of our broadcasts. Uh, just, God, there's so many things I have to give. Uh, Jeff Barnes, Michigan State, he's been great to us for two years. The best on campus at what he does. Uh, Dent Cole for always giving us good answers, no matter what the outcome was. That like he, he is really, really good at giving like quotes and explanations when no matter what happens. Uh, Ryan Collins, Johnny Supan from last year, they kind of led me to this role. Joe Danger and Eric Bach. Uh, Luke Sloan. Nathan Stern's probably edited 100 recaps for me. He deserves, he deserves not as well. Uh, but, I mean, this has kind of been it for me. I had fun doing everything. I'd do it all again if I could. Uh, what am I missing here? I feel like I'm forgetting someone. I don't want to get too emotional. Like I, all I did was just write about hockey. Well, let's jab. Well, what about, you, what well, about your parents? Shout out, you know. Oh, they're including <laughs> in the reading and writing. Like I'm, yeah. Like I, I know my dad's listened to every podcast we've written. Pretty well, sure, sure, my mom has uh, listened to a few. 
Shout out to the Hatties. Shout out to the Hatties. Yeah. Reason Thank I'm you here. for bringing him here and kind of teaching us a little bit about Michigan State hockey. We really do appreciate. That was all him. I was born at Green and White. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I feel safe with you guys here next year. I'm sure it'll be a fun year. You guys will get to experience how an actual hockey season feels here on campus. You could see a student section, get to get pizza on Fridays, subs, Saturdays. I probably will come back, and I please sneak me down and slice. Jeff, you didn't hear that. <laughs> I will get the uh, T-shirt cannon and just straight up launch it. I'll come back. Launch you, slice pizza? Come back. We walk around the we can walk around the concourse during intermission. Oh, oh. you're missing uh, Neil. Neil Kepke. Oh, how could I forget Neil Kepke? Man, man knows, but man has forgotten more about hockey than I'll ever learn. That, that man is just an expert. Uh, but honestly, just everyone. I mean, Sue Payne Collins, Dandron Bach, Sloan, Stearns, uh, Jeff Barnes, Nate Bott, too. Uh, just everyone who listened. You guys, of course, you guys put in a lot of work all year, did not go unnoticed. I'm sure you'll do it again next year. Uh, but I'll be back. I'll be around. You're, you're, not, rid of, you're not rid of me forever. Someone has to make blues jokes next year. I'll, I'll come on for an appearance. If I have <laughs> yes. Guest appearance only. Just a straight. Just it's a straight blues episode. It's just a blue. It's just episode just slandering the blues all for an hour. I can come. I can come up for an episode and do a, do a little pick'em series. I can, oh, yeah, I can do that. Be, that'd be Celebrity cool. pick'ems. Celebrity. So like I, I could. I'll do. I'll do my college game day like thing when they bring on like Vince Vaughn for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> or like the Rob Riggle picks. Like, like the Rob Riggle picks. Fox. With just strictly pure entertainment. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So yeah, anyone who supported us, listened, watched, just anyone who was involved with us over the past couple of years, I do I do greatly appreciate it, and I'm not done with hockey, not even close, uh, but I am hungry. So <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, of course, thank you for you guys, uh, all, all your help this season. Uh, on behalf of Ryan, Cam, Jacob, and myself, thank you for listening this season, and of course, this episode.